Seems like it's been a while since we played. So we're uh, coming off the open week. is good. It's good for us in the sense that we need it. We need to get healed up. I think uh, hopefully we've gotten that done. We'll see as we go out tomorrow and just kind of see where guys are at. But all indications toward the end of the week, talking to trainers, talking to guys, is that it was it was helping us. Uh, first five weeks have been really physical. Some some very physical football games. Watching some of those guys play this weekend just reminded me of that. That uh, the opponents that we played, it's, it's been uh, it's been a physical first half and we need to be healthy and fresh to make a run down the stretch over the next seven uh, games. So, so we'll get back to work on the normal schedule tomorrow leading into UNLV. Uh, you know, I know people look at their record and, and are going to just assume things, but uh, the thing I've been impressed with is how hard these guys are playing. Uh, they've taken two really good football teams down the wire the last couple of uh, games, both really uh, – Basically ranked opponents, Fresno ranked and UTSA ranked, if, if not before they played them, definitely after they played them and played them to one possession games late. To me, that's a team that's getting better and not worse, a team that's playing hard and uh, obviously believes in what the, you know, a brand new head coach is, is preaching and teaching. To me, that makes them extremely dangerous. And then you can see the skill level on the field. They've gotten better every week. We're going to have to play, have to play great ball. The message to our team going into this is, is just that we've got to just keep improving. We have not played our best football yet. We uh, were happy with three and two, but not satisfied with that. Seeing opportunities where we could have won one or two more games along the way um, and things that we can fix and improve. And that is exactly what we need to focus our time and energy on. And that's going to be really one week at a time. Uh, UNLV, uh, you know, not independent of that every week is going to have to be about us playing the best ball we can play, regardless of the opponent, regardless of home or away, and, and see if we can become the team that we're capable of. I don't think we've seen that team quite yet. But excited about where our guys' heads were leaving uh, for the weekend to see family. And, and I, I've, what I've seen of the guys coming back in the building, they're ready to go. So I look forward to that. Coach Al Lewis, um... How did you spend the bye week? Did you practice towards UNLV? Did you just work a few things of your own? And obviously you needed to have some guys get healthy or at least rest a little bit too. Can you talk about that? Yeah, the majority of the week was was spent uh, in terms of uh, our team of just trying to get healthy and, and, and do fundamental work. We, we obviously started looking at UNLV early. I, I didn't want to start building the game plan too early. I think if you do that at times, you tend to uh, – I don't know, guys tend to lose their focus on the details of that particular game plan. So we're, we're normally wouldn't start uh, any earlier than 10 days out. And we kind of taken that approach, but the mostly what we tried to work on this week is just getting guys fresh and healthy. We did not put the pads on. We had banged a lot over the course of the last month or two. And we took the pads off and, and did a lot of cardio work, a lot of uh, speed and agility out in space, throwing and catching, and we'll get back to putting the pads on, on Tuesday and, and really focus more on the game plan as of today. Um, although they haven't had a glimpse of it, today will be the bulk of the install. Hey, Coach, Jake Nielsen. Um, are you guys excited to finally just be full on in the conference slate now, just three straight conference games and just in the thick of it? Are you ready? Just the rivalry games are over here, the non-conference. It's just, it's just go time now. Yeah, I think you just you just focus on the next one. I uh, don't know that we talk a whole lot about what's conference, what's not. Obviously, the rivalry game a lot was a lot was discussed in terms of the BYU rivalry, but but I'll be honest with you, inside the building we didn't talk about it a whole lot. We really just 
again, trying to focus on getting better. Um, uh, it comes with the territory. I mean, when you, when you get to this time of the season, you know it's going to be every week. Conference opponents better be your best. The thing that to me is standing out that we're talking about is on any given week, anybody can beat anybody. And that's what you're seeing across college football, across every conference. And to me, that's the, the reality of, of this particular season, maybe more than any other, is throw the records and the opponents, conference, non-conference out the window, and you better be ready to play your best ball on Saturday. Coach Ajay Salveson, uh, did you have to adjust your expectations as you now get to the bye or go through the bye week and sit at the halfway point? Did you have to adjust your expectations of where this team is compared to maybe where you thought they would be at the first of the year? Or did you have any expectations? Yeah, you know, I was trying to do is be open-minded and let this team kind of show us who they were. Uh, clearly, there were surprises early uh, when you consider uh, just how big of an underdog we were in week one, the ability to win late, the ability to go on the road and, and beat a really good Air Force team, as we're seeing, and I think we'll continue to see. That's obviously not something that's been done in quite a while. Um, so I, I still – my expectations are still the same, be the best team we are capable of being on a weekly basis, and I don't think we've been that yet, although we've played well enough to be 3-2, and two, which is a pleasant surprise considering what I think all, you know, the football world thought we would be. I, I'd say that if I asked, I polled most people, they'd say they would have thought 1-4 and four was very possible, and, and, and maybe 2-3 and three would be great, but to be 3-2, and two, I feel great about that. But also, I also feel like we could have won one or two other games. Uh, and we played better ball, and so that's the focus. Um, so surprise, not so much surprise, excited about what's possible. And, and so that's where we're just trying to keep things is, is um, focus on what we can control, if that makes sense. And then, Coach, I want to ask about Logan Bonner's health. How is he feeling going into this Saturday night? Uh, I think he'll be, I think he'll be probably as healthy as he's been since fall camp. Um, you know, he was beat up in the Washington State game, has played – with an injury the whole time, has really re-aggravated that injury a couple times. And most of what happened the other night against BYU was, again, the same thing. He did hyperextend the knee, but mainly that thigh area that that got hurt in week one was where most of the pain, swelling, and discomfort came from. Uh, He felt much better going into the weekend. He threw uh, the ball and moved around well in practice. I would say we have a chance for him to be as close to 100% as he's been since fall camp going into the game on Saturday evening. Coach, Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. They have a very, very experienced running back. Charles Williams has been there for five seasons now. Um, uh, From what you've seen from him, what makes him such a dynamic player? I think just the ability to kind of do everything they need him to do. Uh, He's definitely not one-dimensional. And I think that's where you have a guy that doesn't necessarily have to come off the field, can do everything they need, is not a liability catching the ball, is not a liability protecting, can do all those things and then carry the ball as effectively as he does. Uh, to me, that's that's what makes a great back. And they clearly have that. And, and, and he's keeping them in it. I know they haven't won yet, but as I said, they've played two very, very good opponents two weeks in a row and been in the mix to win. And to me, that shows signs of improvement, which makes him extremely dangerous for us and, and a huge challenge. And he's going to make that. You're going to have to slow him down. You're not going to stop him. You have to slow him down and take away the big play. You're already kind of touching on it, Coach. But when you look at UNLV, I mean, everybody looks 0-5, and they're the only team that hasn't won. 
but their combined record of the opponents is 24 and five up until now. So they may have played just about as good a schedule as anybody in the league too. And we, you, you talk to your players about zero and five and not thinking at that about it, looking at that. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to discuss it. I mean, they're human. They're going to look at it. I'm going to do my best to educate them on what you just mentioned is that they've played a very difficult schedule. They have been in close games. They've gotten better. They look much different than they did week one. Uh, so coach is doing a great job of, of sticking with his plan and coaching them up and the guys are improving. They're going to win some games. We just don't want it to be this week. And if we underestimate them or if we go in there expecting something other than a very good football team, we put ourselves uh, at risk. Uh, we, we have not played our best ball yet. And, and so a team coming off two losses, have not played great football the last couple of weeks, gotten close. I mean, we just need to be focused on being the best team we can be. And that's really what we're going to try to do. Uh, but you're right. I mean, you look at the record and sometimes you perceive or, or imagine things that aren't, aren't there. They are a good football team that's just looking to win their first game. Coach, this so, is PC oh, Caldwell with the Utah Statesman. Um, what qualities does Savon Scarver have that you think sets him apart from other players in the Mountain West? And do you think he could break the NCAA record for most kickoff return touchdowns by the end of the season? Well, I think he can if people are kicking to him. Uh, you know, right now, people are doing a great job of trying to avoid uh, letting him get his hands on the ball. And we, and we don't want to be careless. We've, uh, he's made really good decisions. Uh, he has turned down some opportunities to return the ball that just um, would be risky. Hang time, depth of kick, direction of kick. So I think he's made really good decisions. If, if we can get some favorable kicks in the future over the course of the next seven games – I mean, the guy can cut loose. He has, he has unbelievable vision. Uh, he sees holes that other people don't see. He doesn't need a lot of space. He can fly. Obviously, he's got great speed to break. Uh, but he has just this um, anticipation and courage that a lot of people don't have for kick returns. That's not a job that everybody is comfortable in, and he is very comfortable. So I'd like to see him get loose. I'd like to see people get the ball to him. And uh, this is something we've talked about offensively of trying to create those opportunities as well. But I am hoping that that some of the kickers in, in the near future are going to have to kick to him and give him the opportunity to kind of show what he's capable of. So, Coach, what have you seen from them? I mean, they lost a close game in the Eastern Washington week one. They were really competitive against you and, uh, against Arizona State for three quarters. Only, only had really one really bad game against Iowa State, but – what have you seen from week one to now that makes them such an improved football team? Well, I think the first sign, especially with a new coach, is will the guys play hard for 60 minutes? And they are playing hard, even in close losses, even in uh, the Iowa State game where things did not go well. Uh, they played hard the entire game. There's an energy level and an enthusiasm that you don't get with a bad football team. I, again, I look at the record, I see the same record, but that's not what you – if you just threw the record out and you just looked at them for 60 minutes, guys chasing the ball, guys playing at the second and third level, um, just the enthusiasm as they uh, tap each other on the hat after a big play, uh, their coachability, you don't see them making the same mistakes over and over again. I mean, a lot of signs of a team that is getting better, not a team that that is giving in or, or, or getting worse. Um, and, and then you look at the opponents they play and their ability to play tight football late when it got difficult. 38-30 to 30 against Fresno, who at the time was 
top 25. I mean, we all know how they're built. That's a good football team. UTSA is playing very good football right now. They play physical football. And for them to be in that battle late, uh, that to me just shows signs of a team that is that is willing to play and fight. And that's, to me, a signs of improvement. What is their styles? Offensively, what do they like to play? One back, whatever. And then defensively, what's their style? Well, they're multiple. They're they're multiple offensively. I think you're gonna have to see you're gonna see a lot of different things from them. I think their defensive front is the key. Uh, that is their most athletic um, group, and, and so trying to create pressure and get to the quarterback with you know with the issues we've had physically up front on the offensive line, and hopefully we can be healthier and we can control that. But that is they are about creating pressure, very similar to us. Defensively, in terms of trying to create pressure, move the quarterback off his spot, make him uncomfortable. And then offensively, you mentioned great running back that they're going to try to be multiple, make it hard for you to exactly know how and where they're going to attack you. And, uh, you know, they have not scored a ton of points, but they've looked better each week at what they're doing. You're, you're kind of hoping that uh, this is not the week they get it all moving in the right direction. They have given up those 74% in the passing game is – are they struggling in the secondary, do you see, or, or what with that? Well, I think that's been their their biggest weakness. It's just that they have struggled to cover in the back end. They've, they're built well up front, and when they can create pressure, they, they help themselves. But, yeah, if you look at the season and where they're probably their biggest weakness has been, it would be in the back end. Dave, uh, they, they've had a bunch of – they've used four different quarterbacks this year uh, – it looks like they, that race has been whittled down to a couple of guys. Um, Brumfield has, looks like he's their guy when he's when he's healthy. Uh, Frill, a true freshman, has also played for him. Uh, what what do you see from those two guys? You know, I'll be honest with you. That, that's a question you're going to be better off asking Banda. He's detailed those guys a lot more. Uh, they've played so many guys. I've really just kind of been looking at the overall uh, personality of, of the team. I, I'm not uh, I'm not sure I'm the best guy to ask, answer that question. To be honest with you. Coach, Ajay asked earlier about um, Logan Bonner's health, and there's some other guys that have been banged up, like Halle and Calvin. Do you expect uh, all the contributing players to be eligible and make the trip down to Las Vegas this week? Yeah, I think I think we're going to be close to 100%. I mean, time's still going to tell on a few guys. Uh, the guys you mentioned, Halle is looking a lot better, probably the best he's felt since the season started. Uh, Calvin, you know, did, did get rolled up the other day, but looked really good towards the end of the week. Um, you know, right now, probably the biggest issue for us might be uh, Pule. Uh, he got his hand banged up pretty good, and it may need some work, which could keep him out for a while. But the other guys uh, that that really bumps and bruises, I think the week helped everybody a lot. And I, I think we'll go into this game way fresher than we've been the last three weeks for sure. A quick thought, Coach, on what happened in the conference this week, Boise's win, and then now we've only got, in our division, only one team that hasn't lost a game. That's Colorado State, and they've only played one. So any thoughts about that and the conference standings? And what yeah, to, to, to me, it's just obvious that, that you you got to be ready on Saturday because it, it does not uh, – there's not just a clear uh, team that's overall better than everybody else, and, and anybody can win on any given week. It clearly shows the strength of our, our league for us to play BYU as closely as we did late in the fourth. And then Boise to be able to beat them, you know, to me, that I think that shows what our team, our, our league is capable of. We've seen that a lot of our out-of-conference wins that the league has already had. But but everybody's beating each other up. And, and, and it's going to – the next 
six, seven weeks is going to be crazy in this league because anybody can win. Uh, you really have to throw the records out the door and just and just look at the team, um, what they bring to the table that particular week. Maybe on the road, playing at home is going to play some factors it clearly already has. But uh, it, to me, looks like a very solid, very competitive um, league across the board. And, and it's kind of anybody's game at this point. Coach, you're going to miss out on the, uh, the Sam Boyd Stadium experience down there in the desert. But uh, you guys are playing at a brand new stadium, Allegiant Stadium for UNLV. Um, do you care at all? Are you excited to, for your team to play in a state-of-the-art NFL stadium? Well, I've been in the Sanborn Stadium a handful of times, to be honest with you, out in the desert. Uh, I, I kind of thought it was cool being out there. Uh, our guys will be excited, uh, I think, when they walk in. Anytime you walk into a stadium that is this big, I mean, it's just the thing is massive. It's going to be gorgeous. It's brand new. There's a wow factor when you walk in, but I think pretty quickly you realize it's, it's time to play ball. Uh, not likely to be a huge crowd. Obviously, with them being 0-5, uh, don't expect there to be a huge roaring crowd. To me, my big concern is we've played in great environments for five weeks in a row, and I want to make sure that our guys don't expect the energy to come from outside. It's going to have to come from our sideline. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a great crowd that follows us down there, but it's still a massive place that's likely to be less than half full or even worse. And so you've got to bring your own energy. And to me, that's the biggest challenge, is bringing your own energy in an environment that's going to be pretty quiet. All right, everybody, we've got uh, graduate junior safety Hunter Reynolds. Uh, Hunter's already started three games at safety for Utah State this year. Uh, go ahead and ask Hunter questions. I guess I'll start, Hunter, Al Lewis from KBNU Radio. Just give us your feeling of coming to Utah State and playing already five games and where you think this team is and what have you got coming up? Uh, I've been really – I really enjoyed, you know, my time here at Utah State. Uh, I think I made a great decision coming here. I've just loved the coaching staff, love the culture that they're building, love the players, uh, love just the whole, you know, environment, the Mav on game days is, you know, it's live. And I think this team so far, I think, you know, where we were projected in the preseason, a lot of people, they doubted us. They didn't think, you know, we had an opportunity to really be good this year. And I think that we kind of used that to motivate us. And we really felt like we had the pieces in place. We felt that, you know, with the players returning from last year, kind of that hunger they had, the new guys coming in that transferred in, I think we felt that, you know, we had the opportunity to make something uh, really special this season. Hey, Hunter, Jake Nielsen, Utah Statesman. Um, you're coming from Michigan and obviously massive program. They got the biggest stadium in the world almost, right? And now you come out West to the mountain West. What are some of the differences just that you've experienced? And then also what are some of the, the simulate similarities still just playing FBS football? Uh, so I say some of the differences, just like in terms of style of play, some of the teams we've played so far have been a little more uh, open spread out. I mean, there's still spread teams in the big 10, but I think you see a lot more, uh, I guess old school football, you could call it, you know, a lot more fullbacks, a lot more uh, two, three tight end sets. And then in terms of similarities, I think, you know, football is football. Like there's still high level athletes in the uh, Mountain West. We played high level athletes in the Pac-12. So I think just kind of that week to week thing of, you know, you're looking at players like, all right, they have like, you know, numerous guys who are going to be in the NFL in a couple of years, we have guys that are going to be in the NFL in a couple of years. So I think that's kind of where the similarities uh, lie. 
2,500 on the defense, you guys play in and play out and play pretty well, and all of a sudden you give up big plays. And that, that seems to have been something. What have you talked about in your meetings about stopping that kind of thing? Because those are backbreakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of the big points of emphasis over the bye week was just trying to eliminate those critical mistakes. Uh, when we get graded, we have something called critical errors. And usually in the games that, the games that we've lost this year, it's like those couple of critical errors that kind of uh, – just are massive for the outcome of the game. So in the BYU game, for instance, you know, the offense goes down, scores, makes it 27-20. We have an opportunity as a defense right there to, uh, you know, get a stop, get us back in the game, tie it up. And we have a couple of critical mistakes. And, you know, from there, it's just hard to overcome another 14-point deficit. So I think just over the course of the bye week, we all really on the defense looked at ourselves. Uh, In the mirror, we were like, all right, you know, what can I do individually to make sure that I'm doing my part? Because our defense is really structured on everyone just doing their job, doing their assignment. And when we do that, you know, we play well. Like our last game, I think we had 11 or some tackles for loss against a team that doesn't give up a ton of tackles for loss. Against Air Force, you know, we had plays where or I think against Air Force, I want to say we held them to like two or three yards on first down, which against a triple option team is rare. But then there were those couple of plays, like you said, in the over the course of the game that we just happened to let some, you know, spark for a big play. And that kind of killed the momentum we had, it killed the all the negative yardage plays that we create. So I think just really look at yourself in the mirror and say, all right, no matter what happens on this play, if I do my job and I trust the other 10 guys to do their job, then we're going to be successful. Hunter, Ozzie Salveson. Sorry, sorry, Jason. Uh Jacob had asked Coach about the atmosphere playing in, a, in Allegiant Stadium, the beautiful place that it is. It is going to be probably more than half empty. How do you adjust just your mentality or adrenaline rush from playing two games back-to-back, sold-out crowds, crazy atmospheres, to one that's going to sound like maybe like a mortuary uh, for a little bit there? I mean, at the end of the day, even though it's great to have the crowd on your side, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still football. Like, all those times during camp, we were, you know, on the practice fields. There were no fans. When we were in the stadium, no fans. I mean, even last year. Last year, uh, come from the Big Ten, we didn't have fans for most of the season. So, I mean, it's something we're all kind of used to. So, I think it's really just comes down to, at the end of the day, it's football. So, you got to do your job. And if the fans are there, great. But if, it's, if they're not, you know, you still have to do your job. Hunter, Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. Coach Anderson was talking about this a few minutes ago. It's just, it's been a really unpredictable season in college football. Uh, it's a week by week game, clearly, e- even more so than ever. Uh, how exciting does that, does that make a season like this where you just, uh, it's just so unpredictable? Yeah, no, it's definitely exciting. I mean, it really causes you to even focus and tune in even more because you know that no matter what happens, no matter, who you're going up against, they have an opportunity to to beat you if you don't, you know, come to play. So I think we kind of like we saw that the, the first three weeks, uh, the first game, you know, we're like 17 point underdogs or something like that. And, you know, we come in and go in and win second game of the year. Uh, we're playing a, one of the best FCS teams in the country. And they had us 21 seven at the end of the first quarter. And, you know, it's like, all right, we, you know, this is our first home open. This is our home opener. Uh, like this is, team's not bad, so we really have to like you know lock in these last three quarters. 
uh, week three, you know, played Air Force, triple option, uh, extremely disciplined. And then these last two weeks, you know, we made mis- we made a lot of mistakes, but we were still in positions in the second half to be able to, you know, come back and make it a game. So I think it just goes to show that no matter who you're playing, no matter who it is, no matter what the record is, you have to take everyone seriously. Any thoughts quickly on UNLV? I know you really will put most of the stuff in this week, but have you looked at them somewhat? Do you have any idea they have a good running back, a, a passer, mm-hmm. a quarterback, a young kid passing that's actually thrown the ball a little bit better lately? What do you think? Yeah, no, I, uh, I watched a little bit of film uh, over the bye week on them. And, you know, they're definitely a talented team. I think their record is not really indicative of the talent they have over there. I think that uh, they play hard. You know, they've been in a lot of close games this year. So they're definitely not an opponent we're taking lightly. And, you know, coming off a of bye week, especially sometimes you might get a little more uh, lackadaisical in practice. So I think we really have to just make sure that when we step on the practice field tomorrow, we're tuned in, locked in and, uh, you know, not taking anything for granted. Under Dom Tatum goes down against Air Force and all of a sudden you're the starting safety. How's that been for you just stepping up into that role? And what is his loss? What has that meant? But then how have you guys been, you and Monte and some other guys been able to step up in, uh, in your bigger role? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dom, you know, he's, he's a great player. He's made a lot of, he made a lot of plays this year, a lot of big plays and his loss, we felt it across the room, but as soon as he went down, it was, you know, all right, we, even though we lost a great player, we lost someone who's, you know, a brother to us. We can't let this cause any drop off. We have to just keep going out there, keep doing our job, just making sure that, you know, whenever an opportunity comes to make a play, we make it. Anything else for Hunter? I'll ask you one more really quick. Um, Ajay mentioned uh, you're going to the down to Vegas and it's probably not going to be a huge crowd, but it's still an NFL stadium. It's where the Raiders play, right? Does that mean anything to you? Are you excited at all to get to play in the, in an NFL stadium? Yeah, it's always cool playing in a, a NFL stadium. I think in my life I've played in MetLife stadium. I've played in what's the name of the Falcons new stadium. Is it the, uh, it's not the Superdome anymore, right? It's the Mercedes Benz. That's it, Mercedes Benz. So I played in those two. So, you know, we're playing a third. Uh, that's definitely going to be an enjoyable experience. Okay. We've got uh, senior offensive lineman, Dimitrik Ali-Fua. You guys can go ahead and ask Dimitrik questions. Dimitrik, Al Lewis, KBNU. Um, how have you just felt about the three and two start? And then what does this team now have to look forward to, do you think, or what's your feeling towards now? Really conference play almost the rest of the year for the most part. I'm sorry. You said, how do I feel about the three and two start? Yeah. How do you feel about that? And then how do you feel now about or just – Mostly playing conference the rest of the season now for the bye. Um, I think it uh, it leaves me pretty confident. At the same time, just a little disappointed because I know we haven't played our best football yet, especially as an O line. But um, coming off a of bye week, everybody's able to recover. Whatever you need to get better. A lot of people just living in that training room. So I'm pretty confident going into the rest of conference play that we'll be able to hopefully go on a run, and uh, that's what we plan to do. Dimitri Kache-Salveson, I know you guys aren't about excuses, but you've been pretty thin on the offensive line with at least one guy maybe going out per game and, and three very physical games back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Uh, how do you feel like you guys are holding up on that side? And uh, Just tell me about your, uh, I mean, I don't know if I want to use the word satisfaction, but dealing with what you guys have dealt with with injuries, just holding up on the offensive line. Uh, for the most part, that's just football, man. Um, people always get hurt, people get injured, whatever, banged up. Uh, we just got to roll with the punches. I think we're doing... Uh, uh, not too bad. We're, we're, we're faring pretty well, I guess, uh, especially with how thin things are. 
we're coming off a bye week. Like I said, we really focus on uh, uh, regaining our strength and just rehabbing everything that we need to rehab to get a lot more guys back to 100%. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we can show up this week and uh, perform well. Dimitri, Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. Uh, yeah, I, I think you guys have fared pretty well this year as an offensive lineup. What do you think of what's been the biggest strength to the, to the unit this year, and what, what things do you think you need to shore up as, as an offensive line moving forward? Um, I think just like any good offensive line, uh, we've meshed pretty well off the field as well. Uh, something that we really need to work on is establishing the run early. Uh, if we're able to do that, it opens up our throwing game. We've got plenty of receivers who can do a lot of stuff. Uh, we're, we're really, really good, along with our quarterbacks. Uh, so if we can establish that run early, uh, it's common sense. We open that up, and we open up every other opportunity that we can get. I was going to ask you, Dimitri, about uh, you won't play against his unit directly, but T.J. Woods is coaching down at UNLV for their offensive line, and you know a little yeah. bit about him. What can you say about that matchup? I'm excited, man, uh, especially because I love Coach Woods. He's a great guy, great man, great coach. So uh, it, it'll just be fun. Just like when we played Boise, I enjoyed the matchup against Coach Frank Miley. Uh, it, it's exciting, especially when you know someone on the other side of the ball makes it a little more, uh, I guess, interesting for us just personally. But uh, he's a great man, and I'm looking forward to play them this, uh, playing them this week. Dimitrik, what are your thoughts on UNLV? They're, they're 0-5, but – they played really close games against good teams. So do, do you think that's a deceiving record or just what are your feelings going into this one? Um, we treat every week for ourselves like we're 0-0. Uh, we're so we got to treat them like they're 5-0. They're um, no matter what team it is, we got to go in with the same mindset to get a job done. We got a mission going in there and it's to win. Um, treat them like we're playing Alabama. Treat Alabama like we're playing them. No matter who it is, we're going to always treat them with the same respect that they deserve. And, and that's how you got to do it. Because uh, at the beginning of this season, we weren't we weren't supposed to win any games right now, uh, especially against Washington State or Air Force. Or, so uh, clearly underdogs can always do something. And I'm not calling them that, but for the most part, like based on their record, that's that's what it is. But we got to give them that respect that, uh, that they earned and they deserve. You're one of the few guys maybe on the team who might remember a UNLV Utah State game. It seems like we haven't played them in so long ago. Do you have any yeah. thoughts about playing them? Coach said that he, he, I mean, I don't know how much you've looked at him. He said their defensive line might be the best part of their defense. Yeah, man, they're pretty athletic and pretty physical. Uh, from the last time we played them, it was the same way. They had a few good players that, that really tested us. Uh, came out flat against them when we played them over there last time. I uh, had to kind of rally back to get the win over there, but they're a good team. Uh, of course, they fell short a few times. But uh, like I said, we got to treat them with that respect because uh, you never know what could happen in college football. What are some of your thoughts, just what you mentioned just now, you never know what could happen in college football, um, just within the conference and then also just uh, nationwide A&M beats Alabama and stuff. What are your thoughts on just kind of how crazy of a season it's been so far? It's it's been definitely very crazy for everyone, and I just think that uh, for the Mountain West personally, I think we're showing what we can do. Uh, I think we've performed really well against other conferences, uh, bigger conferences. So uh, it's exciting to see the Alabama upset. That was even crazier. Um, anything can happen, man. When you strap up them pads, you can't be afraid because 
there's always that chance, that possibility that you can win no matter who it is. College football, man, you got to love it. Last thing I'll ask, um, same thing I asked Hunter just now, but um, you're going to playing in Vegas at a new stadium. It's an NFL stadium. Crowd's probably not going to be huge, but it's still where the Raiders play. Like that's That's got to be pretty cool, right? It's the best. I'm a big-time Raider fan. I'm from the Bay Area, so I'm excited, man. Coach Gruden, let me know something, man. <laughs> Anything else for Demetric? Yeah, Demetric, just quickly, one last thing. Uh, has this – I mean, last year was so uneven the way it was with COVID and not playing or not going to play or whatever. Has this been so much more satisfying for you to come back and have that extra year and been able to play with this kind of environment this year? Definitely. It was definitely a blessing to be able to come back and play. Uh, with proper training, proper rest, and proper practice. Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, definitely a much, way to, a much better way to go out. Uh, and hopefully we can finish out the rest of the season with dubs.